Hillside. It's uh, just a little before 9 a.m. on Friday, and that means it's time for yet another devotion in which either myself or Pastor Bruce lead you through maybe a portion of God's Word or something related to God's Word. The last few weeks, it's been the latter for me as I have, uh, well, the last couple of weeks, looked at the category of people that would describe themselves as spiritual but not religious. And so today I thought instead of um, breaking away from that, we'd we'd start to deal with some objections that often come up to the Christian faith. What what are the kinds of things that we hear out there um, that people have problems with when it comes to accepting the claims of Christianity? And I think more and more, um, some of the problems uh, actually are more, uh, for lack of a better term, more foundational in their essence, meaning that there's questions today about things that may not have been a problem even a couple, three decades ago. For example, the very idea of faith. Is faith just in and of itself irrational? Uh, The very idea of historical claims being trustworthy at all. One of the things that I have found in my conversations with many uh, younger people uh, tending to be more educated is a deep distrust in in basically any historical claims. The assumption being that, well, the winners write history and so we can't really know what's true because the losers don't get a voice in the narrative. Now, that's true enough in all sorts of cases throughout um, world history. We can acknowledge that. But does that mean the whole discipline of history is suspect or is there something to be retained there? Uh, For that matter, uh, what about the idea of sin? What about the idea of just just a a God in general? Is is it uh, all of these are are very foundational questions that if you were to go back in at least this country's history, even a few decades ago, you would find that the average person at least agreed on those certain concepts that that faith was a good thing, that history was trustworthy, that uh, the idea of God made sense and the idea of sin of course made sense. And there's a lot more objections out there, but those are some of the things that are kind of floating around in my mind. And so today I want to begin with sort of one of the more fundamental questions that might come to us, and that is, is faith irrational? Is simply the concept of faith or having faith in a rational thing? Let me take a swig of coffee and then we'll try and dive in. Well, first of all, to answer the question whether faith is irrational, we, we probably need to spend some time answering the question uh, or defining what do we mean when we say faith? Well, at its most fundamental level, to have faith is simply to have trust. And to a- have active faith is to place trust in something or someone. Now, uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that we all place our trust in many, many things every single day of our lives. Every time we sit down in a chair, like I just did in this chair, we are exercising faith that the chair is either well-made enough or at least sturdy enough to hold the weight that we are going to be resting upon it. Every time we get on a plane or hop in a car, Yes, indeed, we are exercising faith. We are we are trusting that that machine is going to be able to do what it was designed to do, that the car is not going to uh, uh, break down, that the plane is not going to crash. Now, we do that because we have been trained over time 
that there is a high enough probability that these things will be reliable when we feel comfortable, uh, that we feel comfortable placing our trust in them. Let me say that again. Because we've been trained over time that these things are reliable, we feel comfortable enough to place our trust in them. Now, that doesn't go for all of us, of course, but you get the idea. Nevertheless, of course, we know there is no guarantee uh, that the chair is going to hold me every single time. As much as it's possible that 100 times out of 101 times this chair is going to hold me, that 101st time the chair could just be missing a screw that happened to fall out and I could fall on my keister. Uh, as much as we have been programmed to believe that generally speaking planes are safe, we, we know that crashes exist and the thing goes on and on. And so uh, faith is not something that we exercise based on a rock-solid, absolute, 100% guarantee. We know there's the possibility that that which we place our faith in may not be reli as reliable as we hope it will be. Nevertheless, again, we've been given enough data over time that we feel comfortable placing our faith in the thing or the person. The point is, we all exercise a degree of faith every day in all walks of life. So, getting back to the original question, is faith irrational? Well, no. Inherently, in and of itself, faith is not irrational. Faith is, in fact, based on the things I'm talking about, based on evidence and experience in life. That said, of course, it is possible to have faith that is irrational. And we all know examples of that, too. Uh, believing in, well, the person that I would argue at least became a cult leader for a time, believing that Harold Camping, world-famous predictor of the end of the world multiple times, believing that Harold Camping actually had the right information about the end of the world after he had botched it a number of times, becomes irrational. Why? Because the experience and the evidence of the past would suggest that it's not reasonable to believe his claims about the future anymore. Nevertheless, there were plenty of people that did that, and plenty of people that felt quite a bit of sorrow after they had done such a thing. Or to bring it more down to uh, sort of brass tacks, I mean, believing your arms are strong enough to cause you to fly if you jump off the top of the Empire State Building is irrational faith. You might believe it sincerely with everything in your being that if you jump and you flap hard enough that you will catch air and fly through the beautiful skyline of New York City. But experience and evidence would tell you otherwise. It would be irrational to believe in such a thing. And indeed, you would not fly. You would drop straight to the ground and die. So I think inherently we probably understand the difference between what would be categorized as rational faith and irrational faith. It's possible to have both. Unfortunately, when it comes to the claims of uh, or the question of religious faith, a lot of people assume that it belongs to this second category. Religious faith is simply assumed to be a set of beliefs one holds um, that is basically akin to believing in the tooth fairy or Santa Claus or some other sort of feel-good uh, mythological creature. 
And the assumption is the reason that people hold religious faith is because it helps them make sense of their life. It might give them community. And so they'd rather hold on to the myth or the fantasy than to acknowledge the cold, hard reality that life is meaningless and absurd and that we're all just space dust living in an illusion of our own making. Well, uh, my goal here today in this short time that we have, and I do plan on keeping this short today, is really, it's not to convince anyone, at least yet, and not that I could convince because that's the Spirit's doing, but it's really not to convince anyone of the rationality of Christian faith per se, but to at least show you that it is possible for religious faith to indeed be rational. That religious faith is not inherently irrational. That's all I want to deal with today. So the question is, how do you determine whether one's faith is rational? What, what kind of tests can be done to see whether the faith that one ascribes to is something at least connected to, tethered in something reasonable, in something that's not just uh, crazy, absurd notions? Well, I would say the same principle applies that we use when it comes to determining whether a chair is trustworthy, a plane is trustworthy, or a car is trustworthy, and that is twofold. It is one, is there any evidence to suggest that the religion or the claims of the, the religion correspond with reality as we experience it? Doesn't mean that all of the claims of the religion necessarily will there will be some questionable things no matter what dogma, whether religious, secular, whatever. There's always going to be things that we don't understand, that we can't necessarily sense even though we know it's true. Uh, for example, right now, we are actively seeing pictures and video taken from the planet Mars. Now, I'm assuming that none of you have ever been to Mars. As a matter of fact, I think that's a very rational assumption on my part. I have never been to Mars either. Nevertheless, I believe that what we're seeing when people claim that that's video taken on Mars is actually video taken on Mars. Why? Because I have good reason to trust the people that are leading the mission that they're telling the truth. Is it possible they're lying? Sure. Is it possible that I don't understand how in the world they're doing all that? I can ver verify that for you. I don't understand it at all. It sort of blows my mind that they can get video of Mars. Nevertheless, I believe it's true. Doesn't mean I understand it all, but I believe it's true, and it's rational to believe it's true. When it comes to religious claims, we really want to ask the same kinds of questions. Is there anything, even if we can't understand it all, is there anything in the claims of the religion that does correspond with reality as we experience it? Now, again, I'm not trying to convince you of the, the superiority of biblical faith, but I will say that probably no other book ever written corresponds with the reality of everyday human life more than the Christian scriptures. In this book, humanity is shown for all of their problems, all of their sins, all of their warts, and boy, is that ever reflective of reality. Yes, there's supernatural elements in there, although I think you have to recognize much, 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 much more rare than we assume just reading page to page in the scriptures. You have to remember it's written over thousands of years. 
But the reality is you see flawed people everywhere. Is there anything that corresponds to reality more than that? Also, the, the, the truth claims um, are not just, they don't just correspond with sort of our reality, but there's a second criteria. Again, we mentioned this before. It's not just experience, but it's also evidence. Is there any evidence to suggest that the truth claims a religion is making have some basis in historical fact? Now, the next time we gather next Friday, I'll be looking at just whether we can trust history at all. That will be the, the next objection I'll deal with. But taking for granted right now that we're assuming you can trust history to some degree, you have to ask the question, is there anything, any historical significance to the claims the religion makes? Again, uh, with the Christian scriptures, it is rooted in a place and time that we know actually existed we know actually still exists today. We have the historical records of many of the figures that the Bible mentions. Um, there is some basis in historical reality that we can look to. So the questions for determining whether one's faith is rational or irrational is going to be based on, I think, those two overarching categories. Is there something in it that corresponds to the reality of human life? And is there any evidence to suggest that the claims the religion is making have some truth to them? If there is, then your faith, whatever it may be, has some rationality to it. On the other hand, if the faith that you're claiming does not have those things, and I would argue it needs to have both of those things, then there's some degree of irrationality going on in one's faith. So it's possible to believe with all of one's heart that believing that a lemon that you came across at ShopRite in the produce aisle is actually, actually spoke to you, that God chose to speak to you through this lemon. It's possible to believe that. Um, and it's possible to believe it with all your heart. It doesn't mean that it's rational, though. You have to, again, ask the question, is there anything in, in reality that would suggest this is actually true? Or is this possibly something that my mind is imagining? Or is there anything that would historically signify that lemons become the conduit through which God decides to speak to people. So there's a difference between rational and irrational. Now, I do want to say one thing. It is possible for somebody to hold to irrational faith and yet be have very positive experiences from that irrational faith. That is true. It is possible. Um, you know, there's we, we do have the ability as human beings to create placebos, whether it be with medication, whether it be with drugs, or whether it be with certain beliefs. And the fact is, we can speak ourselves or convince ourselves of certain views that might even make us feel better, but that doesn't mean it's true. That's where the evidential part comes in. We need both of those things in order to determine if there is some degree of rationality to one's claims of faith. So, so that's, that's a very basic sort of nutshell discussion of whether faith is irrational. Inherently, no, it's not. It can be, but in order to determine whether it is or isn't, we have to ask ourselves, does it correspond to the reality of human existence at all? And is there any evidence to suggest its truthfulness? 
Well, hope that's helpful for you today. Uh, hope uh, maybe you can think through that for your own self and think through that for those who might have this objection. Uh, look forward to seeing